0: Oh, there you go. Hello. Hello, and welcome to the Awakened Mother Show. This is weekly dialogues with leading edge spiritual teachers, moms, dads, boots on the ground, doctors, lawyers, people that are professionals that are all doing their work in service to the empowerment of women and moms and families. I am Reverend Wendy Silvers and I'm so happy that you have arrived here. I know that it is by divine appointment. And I want to just say a few things before I introduce my guests. So we are not, I am not dispensing medical advice. I am bringing to you unfunded, uncensored, raw and natural information to support your and your children's arriving emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, financially. As always, I invite you to do your own research with those sources and at those sources that are unbiased. So I bring you these dialogues and you get to take in what you like, discard what you don't and keep coming back. You'll see a subscribe button, hit the subscribe. Uh, If you are listening to this audibly, just hit subscribe there, share this with your friends and your family so that we can really send this message out across the globe. Because what I know as a woman and as a mom is that we grow together and that the invitation to be more of ourselves and to help our children is always is always before us so thank you for being here and today i'm going to introduce you to a dear friend of mine from a leadership program that we went through gosh i think it's a year ago and one of my one of my sincerest intentions and beliefs is that if If I am, if one is meant to be a continually growing and evolving leader and teacher, then then we have the invitation before us to continue to do our work. So this leadership program was phenomenal and we have stayed connected and in touch. So let me tell you a little bit about Shannon Morrison. Ah! Shannon has worked in the crisis response and mental health field for over 25 years having witnessed the devastating impact of generational cycles in families that kept powerful women paralyzed in fears and self-sabotage. Her vision is to create a movement to break the chains of generational trauma, creating joy, peace, and freedom every day. Her purpose is to empower women who have come through domestic violence to heal their emotional wounds so they can live their life physically, emotionally, and financially abundantly without being held back by the past. And she does this through one-on-one sessions and through group programs. And she has a beautiful membership site. So please help me. Welcome to the stage. Shannon and the crowd goes wild. Oh my gosh.
1: That is a beautiful
0: introduction. Thank you so much, Wendy.
1: I am so honored to be here. And on your show. This is amazing.
0: I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Oh, well, it is just my joy. I love what you're doing. We're so, I mean, it's just, there's no accidents. We all, you know, magnetize into our lives, the vibrationally, those people that are aligned. And so the work you're doing and the, one of the themes that we spoke about talking about today is healing the mother wound. And that's something that I have Devoted and dedicated my life to, um, especially mm-hmm. being a mom, that I did not want to consciously or unconsciously pass on to my children. That pattern. Sure. So, you just had a very big weekend. Uh, I would love for you to speak to healing the generational mother wound. And then, if you would share about your huge success this weekend.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: So amazing. So like, I mean, you you just said it, right? We get to
1: continue to um, dive into our own healing so that we do not continue to pass on these negative generational cycles and um, friends, everything that happens for us pretty much already happened above us. And if you're in the know or you're in this group or you're following, you know, we have an opportunity to support that healing now more than we ever knew before. Right. Mm -hmm. So I utilize and I think about five key points into like healing the mother wound. Um, one is self reflection, which we dove into in that, in that leadership program. Right. The second (laughs) thing is like setting boundaries. The third is inner child healing, like that inner child work, which. You and I have both invested in doing and then asking for support, right? Um, Not help. We've changed that word to support Um, and then utilizing self-care and self-love practices. Um, And so that's really how uh, I support my clients and myself and um, have really worked on this, just this amazing, amazing healing, healing opportunity that we have, we have landed here and been put Together in many many instances here, I'm so glad, and it it doesn't happen by instance for sure. We drew each other out of the of the world, and to stay connected and be connected, and to create change. So I'm so excited.
0: It's so true, and I think of it as a a a soul call, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, we are we are spiritual beings having a human Mm -hmm. life experience. Mm -hmm. in In my cosmology, I call it an incarnation. Other people might call it different things but it's really the opportunity to grow and evolve and to love deeper. Because when I know for myself coming out of my childhood, I, I, like, I knew intuitively, like very strongly that the messages that I received, the experiences that I had were not healthy. Like there was no question in my mind and I couldn't wait to get away from my house. But what I didn't quite realize is the depth to which I internalized the, the patterns, even though I was rebelling, I also internalized. And so my path, similarly, maybe there's other people out here that have experienced that, is to unwind and to unlearn, right? That whole idea, I, I think about transformation um, as, a, as a spiral that goes like this. And so the same issues may present themselves in a different way as we grow. So I love your mm-hmm. five points, the self-reflection, the opportunity to create boundaries. Let's talk about setting and uh maintaining boundaries, not walls, and mm-hmm. the inherent challenge with that. Oh
1: my gosh. First of all, I think um I, I think as we grew up, um I feel the same way. I rebelled. I went against everything. If I was told no where the sky was blue, I was like, it's green and hell to the yes. Right. (laughs) And so I rebelled and, and I think about what that created and now nothing. Um, and I see a resemblance in my own kids in different aspects. And so, um, I was also creating that, that cycle. Right. And I, and I know that now setting boundaries, it's, it's kind of a yucky word who likes the word boundaries. Like I, I feel like it's just this cool. Right. But boundaries are huge in what you, like, I used to say yes to everything. I was on like six boards. I was on, I was the chairman of everything. I had three jobs as a single parent after my, horrible divorce, right? And so I still said yes to everything. I didn't know the word no. And so I really feel like setting boundaries is really just setting yourself up to win. And when you can say no to the things that really don't matter or do not bring you joy, um, saying no to the things that are more toxic than positive, as you start saying no, it gets easier. I will still never forget the first time I said no to my boss. And she was just like, congratulations. I am so proud of you. And I thought you'd be mad at me, but I think that's the what we're going to think of. I think we feel like we fail, or we're going to let somebody down or mom's going to be mad. Right? There's going to be a consequence to setting a boundary or saying saying no to somebody or you're not going to be liked. And I am a recovering people pleaser and I don't know if you, you, friends watching here I That was like my goal in life is to make everybody happy and not myself. And so I spread myself completely thin and um, it wreaked havoc on my mental health and my mental capacity and my positive capacity to be a good mom, right? I was overwhelmed, boiling over the top, stressed, burned out, tired mom who um, didn't know how to play and have fun a long time ago. So boundaries are massive. I mean, what do you, how do you feel about boundaries? Like, what do they, what do they feel
0: like to you? Maybe we need to rename them. I know, I know. I, it's so interesting because I've, I've often called them limits. I learned it also from when my daughter, so my daughter went to this beautiful Um, unschooling school from the time she was two until the time she was 11. And what I liked is they talked about boundaries, but there was also this invitation to, to look at them as limits. And Mm -hmm. so I really liked that because when I came out of my childhood and even into my adulthood, I really didn't know what a boundary was like the, I, like I knew that my boundaries had been violated, right? Yeah. Like my, my basic right for having my own opinion like i i think about this a lot i was given the message that my having a different opinion my liking and wanting different things out of life hurt my mother and i and i just remember that pain that i felt because who wants to hurt their parent but who mm-hmm. wants to deny themselves so it was this inner conflict that was so palpable for me all the time. So going fast forward to doing the work, I, I chose um, a lot of deep inner, I did spiritual counseling. I, did, I, I tried the regular talk therapy for a while, but I, I ended up going the spiritual route and I did hypnotherapy um, and then subsequently became a hypnotherapist. But I also went into 12 step recovery because I, I needed a spiritual foundation and to be around other people that could reflect back to me that though I lived in a crazy-making environment, I was not crazy. And that allowed me to begin to experiment with boundaries. And I was very clumsy and I, I re-languaged them to being limits. So I had a limit of what was acceptable, what was unacceptable, and what was a non-negotiable. Like when I do my parenting classes, I talk about non-negotiable limits. So it's been a learning, even to this day, being comfortable. Yeah and i remember this spiritual axiom that i was taught many years ago is that when i say no to things that don't work i'm saying yes to receiving those relationships work opportunities experiences that do work
1: absolutely when you when you can create the wins for your own limits, you open doors for the similar things that bring you joy and and comfort, right? Or that bring you peace. If you do more of the things that create unsettling resentment, those other doors are not going to ever open for you. Um, The universe will create whatever you are creating, right? Um, And so I I love that. That is beautiful. Um, And if you are like us, I mean, I I had many vices um, and had to really unlearn what i was taught as a kid and um everything that i was taught is and i and it just comes with ease to me is the reaction the the 90 hours a week the be in charge of everything controlling life because if you don't control it um then it's just going to fall apart right and to surrender to the unseen that things will work out to sur- just to surrendering and the knowing and the feeling and being intuitive. Um, I've always been intuitive and I just thought I was just different. And I just kind of ignored it for a long time because it was like weird and quirky. And, um, so I'm just like, yeah, it's fine. I feel that, but it's fine. <laughs> and so I just feel like setting these boundaries now, it sounds really easy in perspective, but it still comes around things still come up right for us, Wendy. Like they still come up and you're like, "Your instant. My instant react, reaction so much is like, I got to do, 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 do. And I'm like, whoa, this is a boundary. Like what's going to give us peace. What's going to keep us in that flow of, of breaking that chain or healing that chain, um, or that cord <laughs> disconnecting that cord that's pulling us, um, to a similar, similar stance as our generations above us. And, And we're change makers. And to do that, we get to stick, stick to our boundaries and stick to really our inner um, values. What do you value most about what do you want to envision your life? If you were on your deathbed, what, what will you think? Will I, did you lay it all on the table? Is your book empty? Like, did you fulfill everything that is in that chapter? Or do you still have crap to do? Because if you have stuff to do, then you get to get in alignment with what your vision is. And Anything that doesn't that's not supposed to be in your book, we get to let it go um, because it's not serving us for our for our future, basically.
0: Such a that's what boundaries are to me. You're it's the book so wise, and I, I really love the metaphor of the book. I mm. I love metaphors and I think about you know your life as a canvas and, and can you make it a masterpiece? And I think about my own life and how fear. And limiting thoughts, like this scarcity thinking that Mm -hmm. I, even though, and it's so, and the thing that's so wacky, like, like yourself, those intuitive knowings, those nudges, even having this additional, you know, source or stream of information coming in, the ways in which I held myself back, the ways in which I allowed fear to run me and, Mm -hmm. and how the, the wisdom of looking back and, and reflecting. And just like you talked about, right? So you, the five points, you talked about the self-reflection, the boundaries, the inner child work, right? That, that inner child is there. Mm -hmm. They don't go away. So we get to bring them in and integrate that Mm -hmm. into our life. I think about you, right? And I think about being in a marriage where there was domestic abuse Mm -hmm. and having a child and you had two children or one child at that point. I had two children and you chose, you made, you chose life. You chose Mm -hmm. joy when you, when you could have said to yourself on some level, this is the best it's going to get. And I need to make peace. What was that moment of clarity for you when you just went, that's it? No more. Do you remember that? Oh my goodness. Yes. There was like three
1: things that were like pivotal in, in that relationship. And you guys, I knew, I knew this human, I w- I married my high school sweetheart. So I met him when I was 16 and I knew him for 90% of my life. Still, I've known him for 90% of my life. Right. So we dated in high school and I should have known better. But again, I was told no. So it was a hell yes in my book. And um, (laughs) I married him and we were married for 10 years. And three years in, I filed for divorce and fear stopped me. Mm. I was married, I I was pregnant with my second child and he threw me off a porch and choked me. And I was pregnant and it scared the absolute crap out of me. And I was like, I don't deserve this. But I was so terrified to be a single mom with a baby and an eighteen-month-old that I was like, "I will not survive. I need this man financially, whether this happens or not." And and so I reneged on it. Like I filed, I left for like three weeks, and um, and so at that moment, I was not secure with myself or my boundaries or. Um, my worthiness was broken because it was never really built. (laughs) I I didn't feel confident or worthy my entire life. Like it just is the way I, I resonated or I reflected on, on my life and my journey at that time. And um, so it was, we, we had to completely do a new rebuild. Like it wasn't like just build a house. We had to tear down, unlearn brick by brick swirling that tornado to kick all the crud to the curb right and start over and um and so it was it was you know moments like that but when I I just was like first of all I got left in a town with no like we went to Sturgis and he got highly intoxicated and left me in Sturgis well if you've ever been to Sturgis South Dakota for rally you go on a motorcycle with a human and you go back with how you've been on a motorcycle. There's no like, Hey Pat, you know, anyway. So that was the first thing. And then we went to, and I was just like, this is ridiculous. Like I had to find somebody else to take me back to the campsite, which I did. We had a group of few people and I was like, don't forget me. I am not your human, but don't forget me. Right. And, um, The second thing that happened was we were on a family vacation and it was horrific for me. And he treated me like I was worse than a dog that he didn't have time for. And that was probably the final stir. And so like, I was just trying to, first of all, I went to working, like figuring out a plan, saving money, hiding a bag, hiding a key, packing all the stuff. Um, I didn't tell a soul. (laughs) Um, and one day I just had a really, it was really a really hard moment. And I, um, he'd been outside and in the garage cause 501, he went to the garage, made a crown and Coke and he stayed out there and smoked and watched TV. Um, that was our routine. And, uh, so I went out there and I was like, our doc, my, doc, my kids were in kindergarten and preschool. And I was like, do you want Naya to marry somebody like you? I, it's a really hard question, but I just really wanted to know. And he said, No. Hmm. And I was like, I am teaching her that this is a positive, amazing, beautiful marriage. And we are both absolutely unhappy every single day. And he said, you won't divorce me because we're Catholic. Was that true? And I said, God does not want me to live like this. And that was the day that I just decided, I don't care what it takes. I don't care how much money it is. I don't care how much I go in debt. I want my kids, I want my house and I want divorced. And I said, we'll be divorced before the end of the year. And it was August. Wow. And I was divorced before the end of the year, December 13th. I didn't want it to be done by Christmas. I didn't want to be anywhere near Christmas. Um, We fought every single day, very, very hard. It was the worst time of my life. Um, But the end result was like running a marathon, right? The end result of that 26.2 miles is you complete it. And I was like dragging um I was miserable I was mentally exhausted I worked in a clinic I'm so incredibly blessed to have been working in the place that I was because they had the capacity of empathy and compassion for my situation and so there always I think is a huge a huge line in the sand there has to be something and I was willing to put everything on the cards to teach my kids a different way I grew up in a in a negative like just just yelling and fighting all the time and I did not want that for my kids we fought every single day and so I just wanted something different there always is something like that right there's always something that you're like okay I'm done with this career I'm done with this job because I'm treated like crap and I am meant for more and I just always believed I was meant for more and there was something driving me to that and I'm so grateful for for the journey because if I would not have the journey the reflection the hardship the mountain to climb i wouldn't be today here with you i wouldn't have taken the leadership programs or done all the work or helped the clients that i help right now or you know just done the work to create the healing um it is my mission and passion to create freedom every single day um just like i needed 10 years ago right women get we're just really really powerful <laughs> and i just feel like we struggle and we think we're broken and we feel like we're weak and we have limits but I feel like if you, and I did for a long time, it was so, wasn't until that leadership program that I was like, I'm a domestic violence survivor. Why is that? 10 years later, because I was like, it's like we're weak. It's like I'm broken. And I'm like, no, it's not. We are the most powerful humans in the world because with all of this adversity, we lived and we're speaking about it and we're healing it and we're change makers and we're like we want to stop this from happening because people deserve better. They deserve love and caring and being honored and being cherished. And our kids deserve better. And that's what I'm here for. Mm.
0: <laughs> Take a breath, everyone. Huh. That was so powerful. Mm. So powerful, Shannon. Thank you for sharing that. Thank Absolutely. you for doing the work. And what there were several moments that jumped out at me one was the power of intention right so one of the things that i often say uh is heal my unbelief right heal my mm-hmm. this have this opportunity and something i i share with my clients and my friends because i feel like that unbelief is what you're talking about mm-hmm. that was broken that were, you mm-hmm. know this were but what you applied to your life our universal principle, the principle of intention, the principle of creation, that that, you know, line in the sand that you you exemplified, like I'm done, right? So Mm -hmm. it took you that experience to just say, "Mm -mm, not going here. My intention is to be out of here before the holidays. Mm -hmm. And and there you were, what's so fascinating to me too is this wonderful woman who's working 90 hours a week, who probably everybody depended on, came to it, you know, at work, you got lots of, you know, accolades and respect. You're doing, you're doing so great. You handle everything so well. And then inside you're crumbling because you're Absolutely. not being according to your, your soul's call. And then you are. And then mm-hmm. it is like re, it's redesigning, rebuilding from the inside out. And now- Now you're in a wonderful marriage with a man who really cherishes and appreciates you. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Oh my gosh. And what an amazing turnaround. What a 360 life event. Like I never, ever believed it was possible Mm -hmm. to be cared for like I'm cared for. And um, it is a completely new way of being like to, first of all, inviting it in was not easy (laughs) because when you're, when you're, when you feel like you're not worthy, when you have all this guilt and all this shame and this non-belief, or you're believing the nerds or gremlins in your head, like I'm not pretty, I'm broken. I have all of these scars. I, people see through me, blah, blah, blah. All those negative thoughts come through you don't really believe it's possible for, for real words to be coming out of somebody's mouth. Like, Are you really being honest? It took me so long for him to, proving himself was not even like, it's not even right word, but really he did. He worked hard (laughs) to get through the armor that I had built up that wall that you say, um, that we talked about at the beginning, like, right. I had a really strong, powerful wall, first of all, because I get, I got to protect myself. Right. And it had been built for a long time friends, like years. Right. Um, and so to be able to be loved and to accept it and to bring it in, the first thing that I really got to do was I got to love who I saw in the mirror and friends that took a long time. Like I have always like gone to vices when I had a bad day and I didn't choose, you know, kindness for my body or my liver or my mind ever. Um, I was just, I don't even know, like not, what is the word responsible? I was just like things. I was like, I am so lucky to be alive. Like you think about things and I'm like, I'm so lucky I'm alive. Um, anyway, but I drank a lot. I drank a lot in high school. I drank a ton in college and, um, my marriage was no different. My husband was an alcoholic. And so I just joined in, you know, and, um, it just, we, it just was not healthy. And so to regain everything, I had to like, rebuild all of that and um it took a long time for me to look at myself and be like you are a beautiful human you deserve to be loved you deserve this goodness you um are worthy of making a you know money you are worthy you are a good mother because i was like i suck Mm -hmm. you know i didn't get divorced when i said i should have i I stayed in this marriage for a lot my kids are now nine and seven i could have done things you know the shoulda coulda wouldas But the fact is, is if you're in that position, like I was 10 years ago, I did, I did draw a line in the sand. I did make a decision. I did follow through. My kids know what a healthy marriage is. They know when they're in a bad relationship, whether they sit in it for a minute or they don't, they absolutely know now. And I taught them that they would never have known had I not drawn that line in the sand. And so I had to shove the shoulda, woulda, couldas, and granted, you and I have had that conversation, Wendy, where we know that they are my greatest and most powerful teachers. Um, and it wasn't, my marriage wasn't the first relationship. You and you and I had that conversation. I had a second relationship that was even more like just split second abusive. Like I didn't see it coming abusive. And um, my daughter saw it and she wrote a letter to school. And so that was like super embarrassing, eye-opening. And I was like, we got to make a change, Shannon. Like we get to stop and look around at the humans we're connected with. We got to stop and look around with our who our friends are and who we're bringing into the household because um, we deserve better, Shannon, right? Um, so if you're at that limit and you're like, oh my gosh, I've been through three relationships and I just don't, I'm not bringing in anybody, or I've had three different jobs and everybody is treating me like crap, or I sleep one hour a day because I have four jobs at the, at the point in time is you're doing it to, to fulfill a whole and the whole can only be replaced by your self-love, your self-reflection, your honesty, your compassion to yourself. And when you can learn to have compassion for yourself and where you came from and what your journey is. You will find the right job, the right humans, the right business, the relationships with your kids that you want to. That's what heals those wounds. That's what heals those generational. It's compassion and love and vulnerability and honesty and openness to creating the possibilities. Right. Um, so that's the only thing that that's the only thing I have ever is who you see in the
0: mirror. So powerful, so what you, there's such richness in what you spoke to just there on so many levels that this is why you are uniquely qualified to do the work with the women that you do. Mm, And I'm so grateful that you are on the other side, of of that generational wounding and not still in it. And that doesn't mean that there aren't days where the, you know, I call it the living in the knots, mm-hmm. right? Where the not this, not that. So mm-hmm. my experience is emerging from a childhood and adult life experiences where it perpetuated who. Let's say I wasn't, I'm going to use myself in this. So my first thoughts might be the Mm knots, And as you so beautifully articulated, we get to unwind that so that Mm -hmm. we're living in the possibility. Absolutely. The work that you do, the gem work, the emotional healing work, the five points that you speak about, being the mom that you are the woman that you are the friend i i really cherish our friendship and the wisdom that you carry and share your your women are very very fortunate to have you leading them Mm -hmm. thank you so i
1: i take that in thank you so much and you are an amazing human and i'm i cherish our our friendship as well you are. Full of wisdom, my friend, Wendy, full of wisdom.
0: <laughs> Thank you. So as we are coming to a close, even though I want to talk to you like forever, so we will, we'll continue this dialogue. Absolutely. I, If you could just share the huge triumph that you had this weekend and then the ways in which women can connect with you, I would be very appreciative. Oh my gosh, absolutely. So friends. <laughs>
1: I um I have had a complicated um beautiful educational stretch of a weekend um I I I I don't even know how to describe what we just created and accomplished I um, which would not have been possible without the leadership program that you and I were both in, um, that drove me into just really creating this opportunity. Um, I went on a trip with my mother, uh, and it was very, very spur of the moment, which is not in um, either of our wheelhouses, um, and definitely not in my mother's. Uh, and she is she's just an amazing human that control is a controller energy, right? She plans, practices, writes down, creates um, longevity plans ahead of time. And um, a week and a half ago, I was like, Hey, we should go watch my cousin who was basically like my sister run a marathon. It's a, it's a thing that will never happen again. It's a, it's a completion energy. She wanted to complete something in her 45 years that she just did on her own. And it was a beautiful experience. I want to be there. You want to go. Um, friends, I'm 45 years old and we have never gone anywhere by ourselves in my entire life. Yeah. Amazing. Um, and so the opportunity that was presented was to gain. Um, I I don't even know. Like we had a conversation, like I want a different relationship. And the part of it is since I was 16 years old, I've worked for her. I've worked with her in some sort of capacity. She's been my boss and my mother in some sort of capacity, my entire high school and adult life, really. There has been a few years of not, so that's a different relationship, right? But I am, like, so woo, (laughs) and she is so, like, black and white energy, and we have, we have really just fought each other my entire life, right? Um, So that self-reflection part, I really gained a lot of insight in this, in this program, in this program that we created, And I got to understand and have a different feeling for her and where she may have been coming from my um, childhood. Uh, And so that I got a different insight and different respect for that. So it created this openness to creating a different relationship other than fight and flight. Okay. And so we created this, this um, 26 hour drive in a car together. And one day in Ogden, Utah, and it was a beautiful experience, Um, I got to style flex a lot and I'm sure she did as well. And we, she prepared and she planned and she had all the food and she was ready for everything that could possibly happen. Right. Um, and we had an amazing, beautiful day of just hanging out. We just, we just did the thing. We talked, um, on the last day, it was so funny because both of us like had this underlying question, um that we wanted answered and she asked a hard question I was like whoa it was like a futuristic like big question that she wanted me to answer at 5 30 a.m prior to coffee and I was like well this is kind of big <laughs> and so I re- reciprocated by the last hour of our trip because we're like on the downhill slide I drove the last like four hours whatever it was great um I was like so tell me about my birth story tell me about like these things we like went way back and she's like why do you I was like I really want to know this information like it makes a huge deal for me and so we even got some of that out of the way you guys but this would never have been possible if I would not have reflected like all I have ever ever done is resented disliked fought every bone of my mother's thought process or stating. If she said yes, I said no. Our relationship has never been like, let's go get our mani-pedi, let's go do something, right? And it was created because I have this reflection of who my mother was when I was born. She was a teenager, friends. She got married because she wanted to get out of the house and she had a parent sign because she was 16 years old when she got married. Um, That person was an alcoholic, a drug user, and an abuser. And so I had to really dive deep and be like, who, what kind of life was my mom living? And then I was born with severe, severe allergic childhood asthma. Okay. So there was that controller energy of the, we got to make Shannon survive. Right. And so that protector, that combatter, that fighter, that controller was, she was keeping a human alive. And so that self reflection was we get to like look back and we like really sit in where were we in that moment? And I've done the same thing for myself. Where like when my kids are like, but we, as soon as we were divorced, it was like we had to eat kale and carrots and we didn't have this or we didn't have that. And I had to think about where was I in life when I had my kids? Like, why are they reacting this way? Well, it's because when I had, when I was pregnant with Courtney was the worst time of my marriage, the most physical, horrible experience of my marriage in, in the first four years, I was pregnant with her. And so it was, I was like, you get to reflect and have compassion for the situation that Someone was in and bring in love and be, bring in whatever is missing from the damn room. Like, let's just be honest, right? When I get frustrated or I get like this conversation is in my head of you were never a good, you're not good enough mom because this is what's happening. I'm like, compassion to where we were. And how can we be supportive instead of creating a victim mentality? Because mm-hmm. I lived in victim for 35 years, victim every single day for 35 years. And friends, we're victorious, we're powerful, we're abundant, we're mothers, we have created humans and kept them alive for the love of Pete. You know, we get to give ourselves love, grace, and and just love ourselves for what we have created, what we've done so far up until now. And if we know we're meant for more, then we get to, to realign with our own self, our heart and our vision. And that's why that's what this was this. That's why that happened. That's why this weekend happened. And it was just this last weekend. So I, it's like three days ago, I drove 26 hours, um, with this amazing human. And she is an amazing human. She's brilliant. Um, she worked her ass off to be in our end she dropped out of school in high school, she went back to school three times and got her RN. And she is amazing, brilliant, confident human that also has the same gremlins we do. Right. The same self, like, am I doing this right? Yeah. Am I smart enough? I'm sure those things go through her head just like ours, right? Um. So yes, I'm so I'm so grateful. Beautiful. For having the opportunity, um, I'm so blessed.
0: Thank you, thank you for sharing that. So if you're watching this or listening to this on Spotify or Apple or whatever platform you listen to this, I want you to just take in that it is a living experiment. It is a living laboratory of life. And I thank you, Shannon, for articulating your experience and uh, just preparing this inspirational pathway for anyone, at any place in your life who might be listening to this, who's questioning, do I stay? Do I go? This isn't okay. How can I do this? I've got kids. Oh, I'm a terrible person. Whatever those knots are. You know, Shannon is here to show you that you can, I love to, these are my words. I love to say evolve and thrive thrive beyond generational trauma. So absolutely, make sure that people in the show notes know how to reach you to work with you and to receive the brilliance and the healing that you offer. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.
1: And my website is just my-rw.com, like
0: my-rw.com.
1: Instagram, Facebook is My resident Wellness. And yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. Thank you so much.
0: You're so welcome. It is absolutely a joy and my honor to be with you. And as we close this particular episode of the Awakened Mother Show, I want you to remember three things. You are powerful beyond measure, loved beyond description, and a force for good in the world. So go forth and spread your magic and remember that there is support for you. You are not alone. Thank you for being with us. Subscribe, share, and come back again. Peace and many blessings.